This is a Hot Pie Media Original. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional therapy done securely online with a broad range of expertise, which might not be available in local markets. The services are available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and even send messages to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly online video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials. Visit betterhelp.com SSS. That's betterhelp.com SSS. The code for Stop Self-Sabotage and join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp help that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So don't forget the special offer for Stop Self-Sabotage listeners is to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com SSS. If you like Stop Self-Sabotage, check out another Hot Pie Media original, The Blueprint, brought to you by The Festive Kitchen, now offering comfort food hugs. Find them at www.festivekitchen.com. Welcome. We are on with our friend and and uh, second time on the show because the ratings for you were so high that people wanted you back. So, way, yay. So, Rini, tell us about you, my dear. Here's Rini Calaveri, and we're going to be talking about head trash, right? Yes, we are. And thank you. And thank you to all your listeners who invited me back through their enthusiasm. That makes me feel good on a Monday morning. It should. Yay. (laughs) Yay. So, uh, well, I'm a working class kid from Philly and I grew up in corporate America. My first pass at a career was in corporate America. 26 years ago, I started a company called Powered by Aspire and We work with companies all over the world in helping them be better at what they do. And uh, through that work, I became truly enamored with what allowed certain people to really aspire, like they could really um, tap into their potential where other people seem to just kind of stay in mediocrity or, you know, they'd have a little good ride, but they couldn't sustain high performance. And that's really what the finding of the book was, um, is, as you know, mindset is everything. Everything. Absolutely. So tell us about the book. It's been out for how long now? Head Trash, by the way. Run out yeah. by it, everybody. Head Trash. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Pat. Um, well, Head Trash, the leading pillar of human potential. It's been out. It came out February 14th. Um, and it, you know, I humbly say hit number one, we've been able to, you know, get quite a bit of recognition. And I think it's really mostly about that everyone right now can relate to these feelings of like overwhelmment. You know, we've been running off of energy from last year with COVID in our businesses. Um, and it was, you know, we're, we're running out, you know, we just, the steam isn't there. And to, keep pushing us. I feel like we had a ton of adrenaline in 2020 
So that's what got us through. But adrenaline isn't a sustainable energy, as you know, and certainly better than me. And when you start to really understand that when you run out of that, that kind of connected energy that allows you to dig in and sustain performance. So you end up having what we call head trash and head trash are those little nasty people in your brain that start saying, this is too much. I can't do it. There's too many expectations, you know, and there was so much going on last year, Pat, if you think about, you know, it wasn't just COVID, there was an election, there was a world events. And, and at, at some point the human brain just, needs to, you know, take a break. Yeah. Well, I, I totally understand. Um, not only just long view for my life, but I was um, racing here in an Uber 45 minutes, you know, late, the Uber picking me up and I'm just going, oh, breathe, breathe. <laughs> and I mean, that's what happens to us, you know, I mean, the stress and I know that affects our emotional brain. And you have fabulous information on that. Tell me about the emotional brain. Help mine right now. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. Well, we all have those feelings too, you know, or it can be anything that can trigger us. But one of our key findings that we address in head trash is that you have this emotional brain, it has two sides. And it, there's the connected side of the emotional brain, which is where you were telling yourself to breathe and to try and get to that connected side. That was what was happening. Because when things go wrong and they can be small things all the way to significant things or fear or worry, any of those kind of negative emotions, we really we're living in the disconnected side of our emotional brain. And it feels uh, the biggest thing that we found is like it's these feelings of not being in control. And, you know, there's nothing that people hate more than not being in control. I always laugh, laugh when people say, um, well, this person's a control freak. And I go, everyone's a control freak. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I also that, interesting you say that because I was talking about that the other day with my daughter and I and I was saying, you know, anybody who does anything um, correctly is a control freak, you know, and you don't want a non-control freak around. I mean, they're not doing a thing. <laughs> right, know? right. So. Yes. And so it's when we feel out of control, that that little bit of chaos all the way to right. like, as you were sitting in that Uber, like you knew there was nothing you could do. You had organized it, you had taken care of it, but you find yourself in this really kind of low grade stress situation yeah. and the little people in your brain start talking. And so the book Head Trash is about how do you get yourself either in the moment over to the connected side of your emotional brain or um, live more of your life in the connected side, because that's where joy is. And I always say, you know, success equals joy. The more joy you have, right, the more successful you are, and you get to define what joy is. But it's definitely not wired out and stressed out, you know, no, it's no, not those negative no. emotions. Well, you know, you have this wonderful sign behind your head that says gratitude. And uh, I was reading something the other day I loved. It said, if you if you're don't feel joy, go to gratitude and start listing what you're grateful for, and that will bring you to your joy. What do you think about that comment? 
that. Well, actually, I, you know, I have a, um, a, a hit trash journal coming out. It just was released and it's all about joy and putting yourself in gratitude each morning. And I, so I totally believe this to be true. I know when I'm feeling stressed out, like I had some big things happening last week and they weren't things I was anticipating. Someone resigned and I was like, what happened here? And, you know, you can be, you can really dig yourself into the disconnected side where there is no joy. Right. So questions like, you know, why is this happening? What happened here? This is wrong. You know, those are questions that don't, give you joy. They don't bring you to um, a really more empowered state of mind. Exactly. And so when I started thinking about, you know, I started to say, well, who do I want to be right now? And how can I be supported in this transition? And I wonder what's opening up since this door is closing. You know, that really allowed me to get out of my head and get some sleep. Because I was just feeling overwhelmed and disappointed and angry and all these kinds. So I was stuck in that. The, and the so disconnected brain, yeah. That yeah. disconnected side of our emotional brain. And so when we build muscle, like mental muscle to say, okay, this isn't serving me. Who can I connect with that can help me? Which, because environment changes like you know who we hang with i wasn't calling people who would get mad i was speaking to people who were helping coaching me to okay this is where i want to be right but also that i had i have these questions that i go to when i'm disappointed or angry or whatever that negative is and that is where we have to build muscle to be able to manage our head trash and ultimately dump it i love dumping it i think that's so, <laughs> it's so graphic take this head trash put it in the wastebasket and dump it okay now in your book um you talk about the four big lies okay so talk to me Well, there are, there's four big lies and what we were able to do over literally 20 plus years, tens of thousands of people to understand like when fear kicked in, because Aspire really, we're a performance improvement company, which means we're going to change your behavior so you can improve differently. Well, talk about, you know, change means you're not feeling like you're in control. Now, of course, That's, you know, how you look at it. You know, you can either drive change where you are in control or have change happen to you. But what we were able to really identify was that, you know, yes, are there feelings of abandonment? Like we have these different things, these different imprints that really live in that emotional brain that can drive us in positive and not so positive directions. But what we were able to identify were these four, they're like really big lies. They limit your thinking. And we each have one. We don't have two. We don't have three. We don't have four. We have one. And one is in in there waiting to be triggered. And when it's triggered, that's when we're usually at our worst. That's what we have to get into the cleanup mode uh, with our partners, our husband, whatever it is. Get out, kind of, get out the sweepers. Start sweeping. Yeah, get out the sweeper so that you can really um, get this big lie under control. All right. And well, so you know, I'm hanging four. here. I need to know what the four big lies. Let's hear it. That's right. 
So the first one is I must be right. And the I must be right is when they're in full swing with their big lies. So they're in that disconnected side. They feel a need to be um, well, they're aggressively defensive. Right They're especially when challenged, they they feel like they have an absolute version of the facts and they're going to prove them to you. Um, And their being wrong is not possible for them. And so now remember, this is just in that disconnected side. So risks outside of what they know to be absolutely true, absolute facts from their perspective are not possible. And they can be extremely stubborn. Um, They also don't tend to listen very well because why listen when I already have the right answer? (laughs) So, you know, that's that's the They're expert know-it-alls, right? They are expert know-it-alls in the disconnected side of their emotional brain. Like I'm not an, I must be right. Um, But that's not my, that's not my big lie. I got one of the other three, but it doesn't mean like when I'm in the connected side of my emotional brain, I like to be right. But when I'm in the disconnected side, I'm actually the, I must never lose. And these are, um, you know, when you're in this, I must never lose big lie. uh, You can tend to, Let's just say, forget everybody else's feelings. Yeah, um, you yeah. are so hyper focused. You're like a rhinoceros charging forward, but there's like dead bodies everywhere, right? <laughs> well, well said. Well, said. yeah, you, I had. A, and you I had noticed the dead bodies. Yeah, I had a good friend like that, and you know, it got to the place where a lot of her friends over a period of time, you kept giving excuses, kept rolling with it. But at some point in time, you just said, that's enough. Next right. time you attack me with you needing to be right, I I exit stage left. And um, so these big lies can push people away and, and oh. terminate friendships or marriages. You know, I'm sure. I mean, we know that. Okay. So that was number one. I got to be right. Number two is I must never lose. And the I must never lose is that rhinoceros, that I must never lose is the person who can get inconsiderate and insensitive because they are very ugly losers. And <laughs> they just don't notice that they've hurt people, they've insulted people. Um, it, to them, they're just, they look a little like they're collaborating because when they're in, the, when they're feeling like they might lose, they start gaining other people's opinions. So, okay, what's the win look like? What's the win like? But not the healthy win. They're just in it for not losing. And when they get like that, they start to, the inconsiderate comes in because they can say, oh, well, you have a good idea. You're in. Oh, no, you're a bad idea. You're a bad idea. Forget you. And they literally will write you off. So the I must never lose. They are, they get super, super aggressive in where they're going to go, where the I must be right you know, they, they're going to, they're aggressive because they're making, they're letting you know that they're right and you're wrong. This is different because they're focused on the win, but it's not a healthy win. So it's, a, a you know, you, you hear the terminology win-win and this lie, it would be, I win, you lose. That's it. I don't care. Yeah. It's not, it's not that I want you to lose. I just don't care. I, you know, I must never lose means I am not losing. What happens to you is because I think uh, everybody's winning if I'm winning. 
You know, so, yeah. so it's, this is an aggressive, this isn't win-win problem solving kind of stuff. This is, I must not lose. Okay. And, you know, if I'm losing, you might want to get the heck out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> Before you are trampled. Okay. Right. Number three. Number three. Everyone must love me is number three. Ah, and yeah. Everyone must love me. And when they're on the disconnected side of their emotional brain, they're fanatical. Um, They have a fanatical need for people to like them, to love them. They have to have high levels of connection. When there is an upset, they when they feel that they're disconnected, they feel completely deflated. They cannot function well. They they become overly emotional in their thinking because they'll do anything to recreate the connection. So they can be enabling in a lot of ways um, yeah. because that they're super sensitive of their feelings and they'll take emotions over, over logic when they're in this mindset. And so they tend to need a lot of positive feedback to reinforce that everything is okay. And they also tough love here Pat is just too tough for them. And so they tend to feel really this sense of disconnection breaks them down. So and that's, that, that's, then they can't function. Yeah, interesting point. So if you know that you are relating to someone who has this, I need to be loved or I need you to love me, and any kind of really push pushing on them will make them kind of collapse into an emotional, you know, chaos. Well, not chaos, but kind of a collapse. And then you feel guilty because you've done it, you know, or I, I should own this. I feel guilty because I've done it. Um, how do you relate to them then? I mean, if you have to make a point and you're, you know, you're afraid it's going to hurt them so badly. Well, it's how you do it. So, you know, these are the people pleasers at all costs. And so they need to stay in connection with you. So the I must never lose doesn't care about connection. They care about we're getting to the goal line. And, you know, so imagine if you have two people both in the disconnected side and you have this I must never lose. And and then you have this everyone must love me. And they're both in the disconnected side. When you have those upsets, that's why you can't get through anything. It's like a repetition of you keep regurgitating because everyone's on the both people are on the disconnected side. So if you have that muscle, that power to get yourself over to the connected side of your emotional brain, then you can navigate with this person. And so then you can stay in the connected side. So I'm just going to use that example from last week when someone resigned two, two weeks ago. I was not in the connected side of my emotional brain. And I literally just took a step back and said, I need to kind of go through this and process this for myself. And so I did. And then when we met, this person is still in the disconnected side. They were, you know, they're upset. They're trying to figure out what they want to do in their life and blah, blah, blah. And so for me to come at it and say, you know, why is this like this was a commitment that doesn't help that situation. But when I was able to stay in connection with them, So tell me how you're doing. Tell me what you see as the next step. Then all of a sudden I could decrease their emotional stress. So remember that for us to be productive as people, we have to decrease our emotional stress so we can gain clarity. 
Clarity gives us the chance to be pr- take productive action. And that's really what the book is. How do you get to clarity so you can be pr- take productive action? Yeah, well, I want to I want to hear about that in just a second. Yeah, because we don't want to do that. I'm we don't dying wanna... to hear the fourth big line. I'm trying to figure out which one is <laughs> All mine. Right. The fourth one is this I must feel comfortable. And you know, I must always feel comfortable. Well, that's pretty tricky. Um, and they're highly uncomfortable in chaos. So imagine when they maybe they were furloughed and they just don't have a sense of comfort about what's happening. And we all felt, um, you know, like the, the COVID-19 situation yeah. was uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah. But this, sure. you, you know, some people went to their, you know, I, I must be right, you know, and this is what's wrong about this and blah, 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 where the I must be comfortable really prefers that things just not change, that we, that that control is of utmost, the highest value for them, that they they really need to be able to take information in a little slower. So if I'm in my, you know, crazy reading mode where I'm coming at something and, you know, I'm like, okay, we can go here, 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 here. And I'm with, and I must feel comfortable. I, I can overwhelm them. And it's not because they don't get it or they're not smart. It's that they take things in and they don't want to make, they don't want to make mistakes. And so they're, cause they don't feel comfortable with mistakes. Right. And so they need a little bit of time to process this. You know, um, I, you know, I have a daughter who's an, I must feel comfortable when I start going, Oh, and you could do this and you could do this. And she's not feeling comfortable about something. I just send her into the dis- connected side of her emotional brain. And it's not on purpose. That's the amazing thing about these big lies is that when we come to understand that when I know your big lie and you know my big lie and we either, you know, we work together, whatever it is that we're doing, that now I can help when I see your lie get triggered, I can support it versus triggering it more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I have one other question. Um, All right. Four big lies. Could this be called four um, negative beliefs? For I mean, I love the big lie because that's that's the belief you're telling yourself that isn't really true. It doesn't have to be true, but it's your truth until you change it. So, what? Um, why do we call it the big lie? Why is so, it a lie? Yeah, they're 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 like your very very big trigger. It's kind of the big boulder in your disconnected side of your emotional brain. Gotcha. And so, but we all have different kinds of triggers because we all have imprints, right? Right. So call it a trigger trivializes how big this is. And then what happens is we tell it to ourselves and that's why it becomes the lie. So I'm going to, you know, you know, I'm not losing here. I'm not going to lose here. And I might not say it like that, but my, my actions, my sense of like, I'm inconsiderate. You know, um, by accident, it's not like I'm aware of it any more than the everyone must love me is aware that they're, you know, being overly sensitive, overly emotional. They have such a high need for connection and love. You know, it's just oh, it's it's exasperating for people when they're in that big lie or the I must be comfortable. So overly procrastinating because they're so uncomfortable with the change of things. OK, well, I'm struggling here because what I'm what I'm visualizing is that there's one of those dials 
you know, that goes from one to 10 and that somebody, uh, you said you only have one, but can't, some people have an intensity of their one and others have a, a one on the scale and others be 10 on the scale. Is that possible? Well, it depends what's happening. So, you know, you can have something happen. Um, you, you might have uh, experienced a car accident very differently than I did. So you might look at the, you had, or, or your Uber today, huh. you know, if you see, you might have looked at it one way. I look at it another. If I don't get all uptight about it, right. Then I'm not triggering that big lie. That big lie only comes out when you're in the disconnected side. And usually when you have high stress, so yeah. that's what, that's the boulder of it. Yeah. So yeah, it, okay. it changes for us all the time. It's not ever present because if you recall last time when we spoke, we talked about what was inside that disconnected side of your emotional brain. So the imprints of your life live in your emotional brain. And so they can also trigger that big lie. Yeah. And of and, course the imprints are your belief systems, your beliefs that you, that you internalized uh, psychology basically says before age six. So many of these things would have been imprinted very early in your life. And what happens in my experience is that when you get into this, you start replaying those old scripts, call it. And then you could put a, a face on your partner um, that isn't really true or whoever you're dealing with, you know, you see them as participating in making your disconnection happen. And, um, and so then, and then communication is not happy. Now it's interesting because I was certainly in today in this, I need to be comfortable and I'm not comfortable. I don't want to walk in late. And I had an Uber driver, God bless her, who was the most sweet and comforting person and what happened is she brought me back down. She said, we're going to get you there. I'm on track here. We're going to make it because I didn't want to disappoint you and be, you know, 10 minutes late. So it, it's interesting how the people you relate to when maybe you're in your lie can can either exacerbate it or diminish it. And talk to me about that. Why, why yeah. is it important to find somebody to help you out of it? Well, that goes back to first, let's start with the functioning of that emotional brain that if you want to where you want to be is the connected side. The connected side means you decreased your emotional stress. That's what she did for you today. She spoke to you instead of saying, well, the traffic was bad and you know what? The directions were bad. And I, you know, no one, when they, you know, the algorithm was off or like Whatever. that would have Excuse. kept you. Yeah. So she was able to decrease your emotional stress and for you to gain some clarity to start to go, okay, this okay. is going to be okay. It's going to, it's going to be okay. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing to understand, but you know, there's a saying who you hang with is who you become. And so, uh, you know, when we, when we have people around us that, that helps us change our environment. And right. when I go right. back to gratitude, you know, I look at, you know, when I'm in that state, okay, what do I feel, you know, who, what do I feel grateful for? Who in my life is really nourishing me and yes. my soul yes. and how am I nourishing other people's, mm -hmm. you know, soul? Okay. So I think there's that element, but what, what we really look at in the book is um, there's a couple of things. 
first it's environment. So you can change your environment. Like, and then second is who you hang with, but also it's the questions you're asking yourself. So let's say this person wasn't really being nice to you and, you know, wasn't being empathetic as, you know, she should have been. You could have really just started to say, okay, so what's the worst thing that could happen here? And who do I want to be right now? And okay, um, what's well, the first thing that I can do so that Rini is aware of the situation? Yeah, well, I had right? that, I had that idea, then, but I also yeah. was reassuring her that I was a big tipper, <laughs> 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 which was my way of saying, "I'm with you, honey. Get me there. Come on, get me there." Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, and I know that you have a test too, right? That we can take you, share with us, um, everyone listening, the link to get on your test to find out what lie is yours. Yes. So if you go to dumpheadtrash.com, dumpheadtrash.com, if you click on, if you click on the resources um, page, it will come in and it'll have certain resources like aspirations and different things, but just scroll down and you'll see discover your big lie. And you just click on that and it's a free link and you can get a, a, a brief overview of your lie. And then also, of course, it goes far more extensively into the book, but you do not need to buy the book to discover your big lie. She doesn't mean that. Buy the book. <laughs> I do. I do. But, you know, I hope. I'm, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, please buy the book. Please yeah, buy the book. But we, we don't have it set up where you have to buy think, something. But see, I think that's so gracious, too, because there are people who are listening who, who want to know and like they want to know now. And I'm, I'm just I'm sitting here going, OK, what's my big lie? What's my big lie? Uh, And are there tells like when you're with somebody, is there a tell that you can tell what their big lie is? Okay, so Rini, be my analyst now. What do you think my big lie is? I am not. So there's a couple rules about the big lie. So I will write down the big lie, your big lie. And then I will let when you tell me, I will show you what my paper said. Okay, cool. Okay. There is. Um, there's a couple things that we all want to respect about the big lie. One is that it's not aspirational. Like I had someone say, you know, I think I'd like to be an I must never lose. (laughs) No, no. no. You want to decrease your trigger on that big lie. That's the goal. You never want to tell someone what their big lie is. No, no. It is really good because it feels bad. Right. Like we're, sure. we're, we're playful here, but if yeah. you tell someone and you also don't want to say, you know, um, so, you know, my husband, Armand, he is an, I must um, be, I must always be comfortable. He is a comfortable, he would prefer to be a, you know, he thinks that there's something to the, I must always uh, never lose. It, it, it's pretty comical. He did the test and he was so uncomfortable with the answer, which was, <laughs> I must always be comfortable. He was like, he, he, he explained it away to me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you don't I don't say when he's, you know, triggered on his big lie, um, honey, you're just being you're just in your I must be comfortable because it will anchor someone in. Oh, the of course. Yeah, don't di- then, don't diagnose them. Yeah, I get it. Don't yeah. diagnose. And then. Yeah. And then don't don't throw it at them. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. it, it's exactly. like not a good thing. This so is for I know us. This is for the people who can learn about themselves. You know, as you know, this is a, a show on stopping self-sabotage which means 
There is a self involved and there is a sabotage involved. And so if you know your big lie, you then can dot, 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 maybe do something about it to help you decrease your disconnect. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, and, and that goes back to asking yourself questions and doing, and also doing proactive things. Like, you know, for me this morning, I make sure I get into my connected side of my emotional brain. I was up nice and early so that I wouldn't be rushed. I I like to meditate. It decreases my emotional stress, puts me into gratitude. Then I do did my yoga this morning. Sometimes I go for, you know, a power walk or a hike or whatever it is that allows me to build, to start my day on the connected side. If sure. I just get out of bed and start reading my email, it will throw me into the disconnected oh, yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I read the news, newspaper, it'll throw me into the disconnected side. So I have to do gotcha. that as I get, you know, as I have built my strength on my connected side. Okay, let me go back because I'm, I'm very interested in, in trying to figure this one out. Okay, so we got four big lies. We've got... Yes. Um, I have to be right. Um, I, I can't lose. Um, be comfortable. And what's the fourth? <laughs> I just forgot. Sorry. Um, uh, everyone must love me. Everyone must love me. You clearly did not connect to everyone must love me. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm struggling. I'm not sure. Um, um, so they're the four big lies, and then and by the way, we only tr- they only they don't. If we're in the disconnected side and we're really stuck, that's when you know your big lie is on. Like you're yeah. really stuck. You know how like you might have gone to bed and you just the tape is going and the tape is going and yeah. now you're you know like yeah. you know we make things up in our brain. I you know I have it's a time I like have to say to myself, okay, is this true? Did I am I just am I going you know like am I making more of something? Right, right. And that usually means my big lie is in play. Okay, write it down. I got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you already know it. I think mine might be. I don't want to lose. What, what did you write down? Oh, no, no. You have to take the test. <laughs> What's the test? The test on discover my big lie. Oh, oh, I can't take that test now. But I'm just okay. saying right now, I think mine might be I, I don't want to lose. And um, when I get really stressed. Yeah. So I don't know if you can tell that by, you know, knowing me or whatever. But that's what I think. So. Uh, I'll take the test and then I'll, I'll see, but um, that's what I think mine might be. So how do I stay out of self-sabotaging and my big lie? Well, that kind of goes to what we spoke of is there's proactive ways to stay out. And then when you're in the throes of it, ways to, 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 to shift. So, to stay out is um, actually in the book. We had done a we did a survey of uh, over a thousand people, just a blanket survey of what are the things you do that proactively allow you to decrease stress, right? And so some people, and there were twenty nine. Well, there were a lot more than twenty nine, but that was the cutoff of the majority, like where they fell. And some people were all about, you know, working out or running. I always joke, like the only time I'm running is if you're chasing me. <laughs> like that's, that's, there's no running. And, 
you know, and um, there were gardening came up as a high one. So uh, there's lots of different ways, music, dance. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so uh, obviously meditation, as I mentioned, yoga, working out was very high. Yeah. Some people, you know, uh, yeah. you know, even there was a shout out to a lot of Peloton uh, people were in that yeah, survey. Sure. Yeah. So finding the finding those things that proactively allow us to say, I'm in my connected side, I'm going to start my day. And like that's that. also why like, like sleep is so important. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to do those, once you find those out, to really commit to making that part of your habitual process. You know, because, exactly. you know, it takes, what, 30 days to have something really become a habit. And um, and that's where I think some of us fall off. You know, we start with good intent to decrease our disconnect in our emotional um, brain, that side of the brain. And then um, and then we, you know, we get stressed and we get uh, demands and we get all whatever we get and then we we drop it. So. To stop self-sabotage would be to stay in that proactive style of helping yourself reduce the stressors that they've taken your test and they know what it is now. So they're using that to help them reduce it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yay. Yeah. I, I think, you know, what you said that is really compelling to me is the habits You see, we have habits and some habits serve us and some habits do not serve us. And so we, you know, even the habit of your bedtime routine, does it put you, you know, decrease stress or does it increase stress? And therefore, then you can't sleep. And when you don't have good sleep, you're going to wake up and all of a sudden you're it's easier for you to, you know, lose sight of the facts and your best self you're in the disconnected side so it is all about habits pat and um and that's what the survey of these 29 de-stressors but you don't need to do 29 you know pick two three and pick the things that you know what is it that when i feel really good in the morning i've done for myself yeah for me, it's reading and looking outside my my into my little garden and seeing my flowers and and I love that and I have baby bunnies everywhere and I love them you know I name them and that is a really lovely way for me to to start my day you know right but you're right avoid email like the plague because something's going to oh. pop up. Look at social media. You know, I I had to get off social media in the middle of uh, 2020. I I just couldn't take it anymore because there was just so much negativity constantly coming at me um, with the exception of LinkedIn. But I just was like, this isn't serving me. Right. And therein lies the, the answer. This isn't serving me. And I do think everybody knows whether they're being helped or, or toxified, you know, and, and it's that, it's that ability that you have to say, no, I'm going to detox. I'm out of this, whatever it is, you know, it may be yelling at your kids in the morning. It may be, you know, take an extra half hour, go to sleep early and get up and have something more relaxed, you know, I, those kind of things. So know what toxifies, toxifies you. 
Is that a word? Yeah. Anyway, so let's <laughs> sum it up, Rini. Let's, uh, um, you've been wonderful as always. I'll keep having you on and on and on. So to just give a quick summary of all that we've done today. A lot, a lot. So tell me yeah. in your words. Well, just remember you have this emotional brain. It's different than your functioning brain, right? right. It's an emotional brain and it's it really is control command center of happiness and joy. Oh. And you decide, you decide which side you're going to live on. The connected side where, you know, solutions are and, and positive energy and um, healthy breathing and all, all those kind of uh, yeah bearing a positive emotions or the disconnected side yeah. of your emotional brain, yeah. which is your fear, overwhelmment, anxiety, you know, concerns about things um, and that suck your energy. That's the energy suck. And your big lie lives over there. And there's four big lies. I must be right. I, I must never lose. Everyone must love me. And I must always feel comfortable. And it's not, the goal is to to do things in your life that doesn't allow you to trigger your big lie. And then we all have moments. And I'll end with this, uh, this story. Uh, the other day, uh, Armand, my husband and I, we were in the kitchen and he was, I'm like a person, I'm a crazy person about chemicals. I'm like, no chemicals. So we, you know, like in those filtered water pictures, there's that you put in that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And yeah. so you're supposed to soak it three times. You know, like that's the instructions. And of course, Armand soaked it barely, like he rinsed it one time. And I looked and I said, you know, what have you like, are you losing your mind? Like, this is like, we're going to talk it ourselves, you know? And by the way, I'm so crazy about water. I have an entire, we have a water filtration system and I still have my filtered water pictures and things. So, so I might be a little bit like, crazy about healthy water. Anyway, <laughs> and he looked at me and he got really annoyed with me. Like I, I, you know, I didn't go, Oh honey. I, you know, I was in the disconnected side of my emotional brain going, right, right. what are you doing? Are you nuts? You know? And I probably had a really nice tone going. Anyway. And he, he walked out of the room and he sat down. It was a nothing. It was, it wasn't a big thing, right. but big, you know, little things can become big. Oh, things. huge. And so, yeah. and I looked over and I was, you know, get fixing it and doing the whole thing and, you know, saying to myself, geez, you know, I guess I have to do this, you know, you can't read the damn instructions. Like that's like <laughs> what my little people were saying in my emotional brain. And, you know, my, you know, you know, another thing for my list or, you know, that kind of not, you know, yeah. Self-sabotage to quote someone I know anyway. Um, <laughs> And I, all of a sudden I stopped myself and I'm like, okay, who do I want to be right now? And like, like how important is this? Like, that was another question. And it shifted me. And I literally stopped what I was doing and I was having one of my better Rini moments. So this is an example of a better Rini moment. I, I could, we could be on here for two hours with all the not so good Rini moments. So in this moment, I went over and I just said, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I, I didn't handle that very, you know, politely. And I am sorry. I'm actually embarrassed. Please accept my apology. And he looked up and he said, thank you so much. And, and was, that was that. It was done. 
Yeah. It was done. Yeah. And I think so. But when we can get when we can see when we're doing when we're in our our baloney. Sure. Our BS. When we can when we can be self-aware enough, then we won't sabotage. And to your. Oh, sorry. We We go down that path, but we can stop. And jump to the connected side. We, you know, it's kind of like the fork in the road. And yeah. One side is the disconnected, you know, you're going down the disconnected path and the other is the connected path right. and you can stop and jump the path. Yeah. 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 Well, and what I love, there was a movie, gosh, and I of course forgotten the name of it. I'm, we're talking long time ago that I love with Jason Robards and he was talking to his girlfriend and she was upset about something. And he said, you know, I just want to tell you how really sorry I am that you're having to experience that. And then he said, you know, the best you can get out of life is one sincere apology. And I love that. It's like if we come from our heart with one sincere apology, then it just, I mean, it takes the energy from down. Reading. Let's Talk to us one more time because some of us are ADD um, about the test. I, I want to know where's what's where's the test? Where can I get my free test? Dumpheadtrash.com and you go, you're going to click on the resources tab and they're all free resources and you just click on that and you'll then see discover your big lie and it'll take you less than five minutes and you'll have an immediate email response. Okay. Sounds great. I'm going to call you if I get one that I don't like. <laughs> Rini, get me yes, out of this. you will. You know, I know that to be true. I love it. You're great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.